Hey guys, and welcome back to Seasons Podcast. I'm so excited to be back recording another episode. This is episode four. If you kept up with the last few episodes, my first one was with my sister Ella, and then the last two were just solo episodes. But I'm actually back home in Oxford for the weekend, so my dad and I are going to sit down today and do an episode together. He has some nicer podcasting equipment, so if you can tell a difference in the quality, that's why. But I'm super excited. I'm home for the weekend. It was actually his birthday yesterday, so. I came home for that and then we've just had a really nice chill weekend and I'm super excited to have him on the podcast. Dad, welcome to the pod. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It feels weird, but you're technically probably much more well-versed in this than me. He actually has, how many have you started? Three or four of your own? I've started over the years, I guess, three different ones. One of those being here this year in, uh, in 2020, but, um, and not counting, I've, I helped uh, a couple of churches get just put up their weekly message before, but that's not, I guess that's technically podcasting, but it's, it's just repurposing their sermon material. Yeah, I know. He's the one who kind of inspired me and motivated me to start this one in the first place because he started a few, but then like he was saying, he started one. I guess, was it November, December for um, our high school? He's doing like covering a lot of the different sports aspects of my old high school. So yeah, like we said, we'll do a little week recap or weekend recap in a minute, but I've just been home for the weekend. We've had a really nice chill past few days, but before we get into like the usual segments, I wanted to do a little Q&A and do questions back and forth. Okay. Um, I literally just told him these, so we haven't, he hasn't had much time to look over them, but I have five questions and then you can answer and I'll give mine too. If you could eat one meal for your last meal on earth, what would it be? Like full spread appetizer, main meal and dessert? Um, I think if you just ask what my favorite food is, if I'm just eating one thing, I'd probably say pizza. But if you're asking for the full meal, I may go with what mom made me for my birthday meal last night would be meatloaf and mashed potatoes, um, some ice cream, and uh, chocolate syrup. I was about to say, we ate so much yesterday. We had birthday breakfast, first of all, and then just had like eggs and toast. But then last night, his birthday was yesterday, and then my grandfather's birthday was a few days ago, and he came over, and we had a big birthday dinner for both of them. And meatloaf, honestly, if you say the word meatloaf, sounds pretty gross. Um, My grandmother made it pretty often when I was growing up and always liked hers. And so I think we got that recipe and I gave it to your mom. And so um, she's cooked it a few times over the years, but it's not anything. It's not my favorite. I know. (laughs) The the family as a whole doesn't necessarily like it, but uh, it's. uh, I think it's good. Yeah. The name sounds gross, though. (laughs) Loaf of meat. I'm trying to think what mine would be. Pizza's honestly up there for me or just like an all-time favorite would be lasagna to have like lasagna and then like Caesar salad on the side and then I'd probably go with like chocolate chip cookie and ice cream for dessert something like that I haven't we haven't had lasagna in a while but that used to be like my all-time favorite food ever used to eat it all the time I remember for my grandmother even on Christmas Eve I, I think I had a little bit of influence on it somehow or another but my grandmother back in Amory she cooks lasagna for Christmas Eve because everybody just had I guess turkey and dressing and all the traditional foods and so that kind of became a family tradition of uh of growing up as having lasagna on Christmas Eve as a family yeah I extended like family I didn't realize lasagna wasn't like a Christmas food just because we always had it every right. Christmas Eve okay next question favorite book slash movie of all time um <clears throat> I used to read a ton of fiction when I was I guess growing up and I've I'm still more fiction than nonfiction, but I think I read a little bit more nonfiction than I used to. Um, I really got into the Stephen King books uh, growing up, but I remember um, some of his books that even weren't necessarily, uh, I guess, hard because that's what he's known for. But I remember a book, and I don't know if it would be favorite of all time because it kind of shifts, but um, I think when I had finished, uh, what was it? I think it was The Stand. It was just really probably the biggest book i'd ever read at that time yeah uh-huh and it would just you know it covered um a literally over a thousand pages and a pretty big epic uh, story for our grandscape and all but one of his i read recently the past few years was called um 11 and it's about a guy here in um i guess he lived up in new england and he figured out there was a way to 
have a, a time border to go back in time, and it was his attempt to go back and, I guess, prevent the Kennedy assassination back in 1963, but he fell in love with someone along the way, and it ended up being like a really historical fiction slash love story slash thriller all at once, but it was nothing horror at all. All those books, even like that sounds really good, and even the stand one that you talked about sounds really good, and I just never... Like, I like the plot idea of them, but I don't think I would ever read them. I don't know. Because they're so long or? Yeah. And like we were talking last night about like the In the Woods book I started. Mm -hmm. And um, we were talking about books last night and he was telling me some that he's read that all sound really good. But I feel like I only I need to break out of my just young adult book rut and like read more adult books. Because like any of you have ever heard of The Silent Patient. That's what we were talking about. And he read that. It was like, last I guess year. it was, yeah, last year. And it sounds super good, but I just ended up looking up what happened because I want to know what happens because the plot sounds good. But then whenever I try to read one of those like longer adult books, I don't know, I would automatically gravitate towards the like young adult or contemporary books instead. Um, My favorite book, I guess I asked Ella this one a few weeks ago, and it's hard because I read a lot of series. Besides, like, the Harry Potter series or, um, like, Percy Jackson series, I grew up reading those and really like those, but a singular book, I really like Every Last Word. I read that one, and that one had a really big twist at the end, or, and then there were none. I read that one back in January, and that one was really good, too, but it's honestly, I don't even know if I have a favorite book of all time, just because I read so many different ones, and I feel like I, it's hard for me to, like, differentiate or separate, like, an hierarchy of books Mm -hmm. yeah that's why i was trying to even think through i was looking back on goodreads at some of the previous years that i've read i remember there was one year we were going about to go on vacation and i remember leaving like at whatever 10 o'clock one morning for some reason so i ran to the library just to find a book that i could read at the beach i remember i got a book it was called i am pilgrim um and it was about a spy and um it ended up being one of the better books I'd read in a long, long while. Yeah, y'all were upset with me because I wanted to stay inside and read <laughs> instead of taking you down to the pool yep. or the beach. It's like, um, what, what is this so good about this book that you don't want to go to the beach? But uh, I, I tended to jump genres because I like some spy slash things like that slash thrillers. Um, I do. I used to read a lot of horror growing up, but not as much anymore. But there's a few things that are, um, I guess, historical fiction. And there's some young adult stuff that I like now and then. And then there's some books that um, I guess they're just general suspense or, or fiction that, that are good. But finding time to read is it's something I wish I was more intentional with and took more time. I think, you know, you talked a few a few times ago, a few episodes ago about just uh, unplugging. And I think that the computer or the phone or the TV sometimes take up too much attention when I used to spend a lot more time reading. Yeah. It's Sunday, which means I get my weekly screen time report thing. Do you get that? Yep. I just hate looking at it. And every week I'm like, this week is going to be better. I'm going to make it um, like drop my screen time. And I, the last two weeks, it was actually the exact same. It was like three hours, three minutes. And this time it was like three hours, 11 minutes. But I'm like, I want to go down. And instead I'm either staying the same or going up. But yeah, I know we talked about that. I feel like after I get into reading, I get like really hooked on it. And mm-hmm. then like don't think about my phone as much but then after I haven't read for a while if I'm like in a rut because for a while I guess it was like November December I had like no good books to read but then recently I've been reading a lot more in the new year what book are you reading now uh honestly I've just been reading a few books on about podcasting and then there's a book called uh Atomic Habits by James Clear that um it's just about trying to how to how to establish good habits in your life to achieve either goals or a lifestyle, you know, positively, and how to break bad habits. Is that the one you sent me the quote from? Yeah, we yeah. sent a couple of quotes from. And I know that was good. Blog. I kind of want to read that. I was telling him earlier. I want to get into reading more nonfiction or like motivational books instead of just fiction. But okay, I was trying to think of movie. Honestly, don't even know this one either. I know like funny movies like we watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I wouldn't say that's like best movie of all time, but that was like a really funny mm-hmm. one. I really liked La La Land. So that I was good. That. 
Knives Out was good. Mm-hmm. We watched that back in Christmas break and that was really good. That's what kind of got me more interested in like the whole mystery genre as a whole. Right. Just with like movies and books. I've been reading more mystery books recently too. Was there like a favorite movie can you remember? I don't know. I've seen a movie recently that I would say this is this is a favorite, but I remember years ago and I may be dating myself even saying this. I remember that Braveheart was one that really moved me and uh, thought was super good and then same actor different movie but the patriot with mel gibson as well there was a scene first probably first quarter of the movie that i don't know that i've ever felt any madder watching a movie out of character than i did like i i mean i hated somebody <laughs> and so it, it kind of fueled the rest of the movie because there's a you know here's this bad guy this uh, that the protagonist would have to, to you know to be in conflict with the rest of the movie, but it was it was one that was really super good too. Um, Titanic at the time was really really good. I know these are all way old movies, but um, those are still ones that kind of stick out a little bit more so than anything more recent. Yeah, I forgot to say Little Women too. That was really good. My mom and sister and I watched it at like very end of Christmas break, and I really liked that one too. I think Ellen and I. We're talking about that one a few weeks ago, but that's one I would see like again and again. I feel like some movies I watch once and like I could do without it for a few years, but then that one, like as soon as I walked out of the theater, I would be fine watching it the next day. It was really good. I thought for you it'd be one of the Harry Potter series because he or it has a whole because yeah, you could about quote those. And I think that might be why I don't. It is probably one of my favorites, but it wouldn't be like of all time just because I've seen it so many times I've kind of gotten sick of it. And like now that the boys love it too, every time we have a movie night, Quinn is always like, can we please watch Harry Potter? Please Harry Potter. I think we've had the Chamber of Secrets like stuck in our (laughs) car for three years now. So we can call every single one of Dobby's yelling and (laughs) every single one of his lines. Okay. Who would you want to play you in a movie? Oh, to play me? Yes. Um, in a movie about your life, who would the actor be? Mm, goodness gracious, I don't know. Let's. Uh, I feel like we don't even get into actors that much. Not like, I really, never really anymore. Have like a favorite actor. What's that? Uh, who's the guy in Baby Driver? Oh, Ansel Elgort. And, I was going to say Angus. I want Angus. <laughs> yeah, I'll say him. I don't know. I That's really haven't funny. thought about that. I forgot about him. He needs to have darker hair to play me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I would say probably Emma Watson. I really like her. Mm-hmm. She needed out her hair, too. I think hers is more blonde. Um, dream place to go on vacation. I mean, you want to say all the tropical places, obviously, because of the beach and the sun and, you know, everybody wants to go to Hawaii. But if it's not just a beach, if it's an experience in a place overall, I've always wanted to visit I know what you're about to say. the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's a toss-up between, I guess, Seattle and Portland. I'm going to lean towards Portland, but I'm not sure why. But I think they're fairly close, three or four hours away. So I would try to incorporate the two of those in a, in a week's time. I don't know, ever since I was, I think I remember being in college and I bought a magazine at the grocery store for some odd reason. And it was a National Geographic Traveler magazine. And it was all about Oregon and about all the different areas of Oregon, all the geographic and climate changes that you can go through where you've got beach, you got city, you got valley, you got mountain. And so just all the different things you can experience there in Oregon. I actually almost when Mississippi State was playing at Oregon, my plan was to go there. But then um, you were going to be born really soon. And then you were born in mom didn't think it was a good idea for me to go enjoy <laughs> a football game. Uh, in the other corner of the of the country while she was at home with a newborn. <laughs> I can see her getting so mad at you for that. There have been times, but I thought, you know, 18 years later, she'd be over it by now. It would have been <laughs> worth it, but I'm not sure. Would you still th- think about your trip to Oregon 18 years later? Definitely, definitely. But she would still remind me that I went without her and she was at home taking care of a newborn and all that good stuff. Yeah. So. I know, ever since Caitlin went, um, my friend Caitlin went last summer, and seeing her pictures and then just her talking about it, like, I didn't realize how pretty it is out there. Mm -hmm. She said it was beautiful. They stayed at, like, a little cabin close to the woods and, like, a river and everything. It'd be fun to go. Um, My friend Becca goes to school in Washington, and she said it's really cool in Seattle, but it'd be fun to go there or Portland and watch the, um, isn't that where they do the track um, championships? That's in Portland. Portland, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Eugene, University yeah. of Oregon. That'd be really fun. For me, I debate back and forth too between like a tropical place or historical place, I guess. 
if I had to pick tropical place, I'd probably say either Santorini, Greece, or like a small island, like one of the islands in Central America would be cool. Mm-hmm. Or as far as like history goes, I went to Italy, but to be able to explore more there or even to go to Spain and explore there too. I kind of want to go there if I was to sp- study abroad. Yeah, I've never been to Europe. Really cool. Or even one of my friends is on study abroad right now in England, and that seems really fun too, Mm -hmm. to go to London. I don't know. I just really want to travel more. If I was to go somewhere in the States, I would probably say up north again. I went to New York, but I feel like Maine would be really pretty too. Mm -hmm. Or to California. I've never been to California. I really want to go to like the um, Malibu area of California would be really cool. I remember one summer, a friend of ours, Corey Sabatini, he ended up going to work at a bed and breakfast in Maine, like at the northern tip of Maine, which was on the shore somewhere or another. And apparently it was a big deal because he, I mean, he literally went to work at a, uh, I think it was a bed and breakfast, but he worked in the kitchen and was washing dishes and doing things like that. But they, he put me down as a character effort, so they called me and it was pretty intense. So I guess they figured for hiring somebody for the summer to to do it but he did that I think when it was last years of college or maybe he just graduated and wasn't going to start doing something so he wanted to experience something that last um that summer before his job started in the fall but he said it was awesome up there because he would work you know however many days on and then get a number of days off yeah I want to do that for an internship or something because I know I'm probably going to need to get one like probably junior and senior year just Mm -hmm. to prepare for jobs in the future and I know a big thing hindering me would be being homesick but I would want to just like be open to like picking a random place like if you know it's only going to be for a few months to just experience a new city a new state for a new job somewhere for just a short amount of time and definitely out of your familiar zone yeah. maybe not comfort zone but maybe but definitely out of your familiar zone I know I feel like it'd be really fun to do an internship in Georgia like whenever we went to Atlanta just for I guess it was not even 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Last May, it was really fun. And there's like so much to do there. I feel like we're so used to small town Oxford and Starkville Mm -hmm. and even like a big city for us is Memphis. And there's like way bigger out there that we haven't really experienced. Okay. Last question. You have to sing karaoke. What song do you pick? (laughs) It's probably between two. I'm either going to say Paul Revere's Ride by the Beastie Boys if that's considered singing. I remember hearing that song, uh, I guess when I was in middle school and it's, it's one that I think I know every word. I think I get, I get stumbled on a couple here and there, but, uh, Do quite good. Hmm, I don't know. We'll play it later. On. Maybe it can <laughs> be, your, maybe it can be your, uh, intro music. Yeah. Um, right. or living on a prayer by Bon Jovi. Uh, funny story. It's not Bon Jovi specifically, but I mean, it's not that song specifically, but I used to mow the yard when I was growing <laughs> up with, uh, my Sony Walkman and just, you know, headphone zone and Bon Jovi has a pretty broad range and he could hit some pretty high notes. Um, and I remember one time I was mowing the yard and just singing along because that's what you do. Of course you got your, the mowers going and the music's up loud and you really can't hear yourself. And I remember all of a sudden my stepdad ran out of the house, like (laughs) charging at me. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. And he thought I'd ran over my foot or something because <laughs> I was trying to hit the Bon Jovi high notes. But uh, he thought I was screaming in pain, but I was just singing really loud. <laughs> Shows how good you are at singing. Yes. For me, honestly, when I think about it, I know way too many songs like front to back, just have memorized them. I'd probably say All Star, though, by Smash Mouth. That's a good one, classic. I can sing every single word of it. And my friends would get annoyed with me because I would always put it on whenever I had the aux cord in the car. But I used to be obsessed with that song. So I can sing every single word. Okay, now getting into our usual segments. We do a quote of the week, a little weekly recap with like the high and low, and then a recent favorite. So the quote is just a little bit of motivation. The one for this week is really simple. It just says, wherever you are, be all there. And I've heard this one like a long time ago. I just recently remembered it again, but it's always stuck with me because I'm trying to be more intentional. That was one of my goals for last year that I feel like I did not accomplish as much as I wanted. So I'm really trying to focus on it this year, just not looking forward to the next big thing or always like looking to the weekend or looking to the next trip home or something like that, but just like enjoying where I am now and like really soaking up each moment that I'm doing because like in the moment I'm just ready to switch and get to the next big thing but then like looking back it's actually like a special moment that 
you wouldn't have thought of otherwise. Right. Um, it's actually James Clear who I was telling you about, I was reading the book with his, some of his things are in my mind. But um, he said that every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs. But as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. And you've been talking about it in like, let's say that you're, there's something you're wanting to quit. Let's say you're a smoker and you want to quit smoking. We start saying, well, I'm not a smoker anymore. You try to accept this new, you know, label on yourself. But it's, uh, but each time you decide not to do something, let's say I want to be a runner. I want to be a, you know, a podcaster. I want to be a, take a new level in your business or your schoolwork or whatnot. And then each small decision you make starts to add up collectively to that. And it's not just like this one big moment that happens and all of a sudden you were this and now you're that but it's those small investments you're making. And so it kind of reminds me that, you know, let's say I do want to run a 10K for the local race here in the spring. Well, I can't expect just to be able to run immediately, but each day that I try to do a little bit of running or a little bit of this or a little bit of that, getting ready for it, instead of skipping a run or a workout or skipping rest even, um, that all ends up adding up. So um, this it's always kind of been one of the things that I've, I know I need to do better at, but don't always put the effort into. That reminds me of, I was looking at that um, article you sent me. It's kind of similar to the atomic habit seeing the 1% rule. Mm-hmm. And that's in, he talks about that in the book for sure. The, oh, that was the author of the book? Yeah, that was his blog. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And I just thinking about like how tiny habits all add up to one thing and how we we're talking about like whether it's anything like eating healthy or even reading, like mm-hmm. start with 10 pages a day, 20 pages a day. And it just builds like, I feel like I way too often just think, oh, I'm trying to make this one big change at a time right. and then I get discouraged. But consistency is like a big thing. Okay. For the weekly recap, we usually do like a high and low, but first you want to just catch up with what we did this week, a little short recap of what you did. Was it a busy week for you? Not really. We, uh, you came home and of course, you had an event that you were coming home to volunteer and be a part of. So Friday night was basically, for whatever reason, our family has gotten the tradition of going out to eat at a particular restaurant every, most every Friday night, at least that we're in town. And so we did that. And then Saturday was my birthday yesterday and you made breakfast and ended up going for a run yesterday afternoon, uh, speaking of trying to start back into some good habits and then you know mom made uh, uh a cake and dinner and all last night so basically it was just some family time there wasn't any major things going on that i could remember for me but that was always a good a good time to glad you were able to be here for it too yeah i know i feel like during the week i just get in such a routine like monday wednesday friday class eight to one work out do homework go to bible study tuesday thursday fashion board wednesday like it's just i mean i'm glad that i've gotten into a routine because like i can remember calling you like in august like freaking out because i was like i have so much schoolwork i have no idea how i'm gonna yeah get everything done and now it's nice to be able to know what i'm doing at each time but I feel like I get in kind of just like, I don't know if right is the right word for it, but I just get so used to like automatically hopping into my routine that it's nice to just relax in the weekend. Like I probably should have looked at it more, but like I haven't really looked at my computer or homework all weekend and it's nice to just let go of it for a mm. few days and not think about it. But yeah, overall the week was good. It was pretty chill. I had a test Monday and then other than that, I had a lot of homework, but nothing to actually study for. But other than that, it was good. It was just like running and it, it was nice. I guess Monday, Tuesday was nice. And then the rest of the week, it was, there was a tornado warning in Starville Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So it was pretty bad weather, but it's actually really nice out again today. We were just outside on the porch and it's like 67, 68. So I don't understand the weather at all. And it's supposed to storm again the next few days. Yeah. I was looking at the weather and it's a hundred percent chance tomorrow. So I don't understand. Okay. We start with the low to get it out of the way. What was your low of the week? I think really it was just the weather. I think we mentioned that, but it was really stormy and bad on Wednesday. But even it seemed like Tuesday afternoon through uh, even, you know, into Friday, it was just overcast and it was raining. It was, there were some things I was wanting to get into and, and do outside and was unable to do that. And I, I hate cold weather. And I know sometimes people say it wasn't cold, but it's like it was 65 degrees one day. And then Thursday I went to a, um, a dinner at a friend's house and I left and it's literally snowing Thursday night here. And then it was cold, you know, Friday and kind of chilly yesterday. And then again, it's, it's back to, to sunny and 
you know, almost 70 degrees today, but just the low, I didn't have any major lows other than I think just the weather was kind of frustrating. Yeah. I never realized how much the weather like affects my mood. Like whenever it's gloomy out, even though like everything else in life could be going right or nothing bad in particular happened that day, I'll just feel like I'm in a worse mood because it's like gloomy and rainy and sun's not out. But then like even when it's cold and the sun's out, I automatically feel mm-hmm. happier in a weird way. And it's funny too that like in a few months, it'll be April, May, and we'll look back and if it ever drops to 60, we'll think, oh my gosh, it's so cold. Right. And now it gets up to 55 and it's like, hallelujah, the sun. I saw a meme back in the fall. I think it dropped to like 50 degrees. And somebody it said like 50 degrees in November. Or maybe it said 50 degrees in October. And it had a picture of a guy in a in a parka and a hoodie and a uh, big fur cap and all, you know, all bundled up. And then it said 50 degrees in March. And it had a guy sitting on a hill yep. in shorts and a tank top, you know, staring up at the sun. Yep. I know. Yesterday I went and ran with my friend and outside um, there's like this little concrete area before you get to the actual trail. And it was maybe 54, which was like warm compared to what it has been, but I would not call it warm. And there was a guy literally laying on his back, like with his face up at the sun, like sunbathing. And, on the concrete? Yes. Wow. And if you think of in June, if, if it even got to 70, people would put sweatshirts on. Uh-huh. So yeah, Milo... I feel like weather would be pretty similar just because, like, I feel like my motivation goes up and down with the temperature. But then also, I was kind of talking to you about it yesterday. My Spanish class is getting on my nerves. It's kind of a silly load, but nothing else has really gone bad this week, which I'm thankful for. I'm not complaining. But my Spanish class is just, it's very particular because all our homework is online and our quizzes are online. So it's all, like, fill in the blank and typing. And I really enjoy Spanish. Like, I took two years of it in high school. And I really like it and I want to get better at it. But since all the answers have to be inputted manually, it's just hard to like get a perfect score on it. Because if you miss one comma or one accent mark, the whole question's wrong. So that's really not a bad low. So if that's my low, I can't complain. But it's because the computer's grading it and looking at every single character. Yeah. yeah. The teacher doesn't look over it at all, which I get if you have however many three or four Spanish classes and 30 in each class you don't want to look over it all but still like I know the work and I could translate this whole paragraph for you but then I'm getting like half credit on an assignment so I think that's just like the perfectionist in me getting mad at it okay what was your high of the week I think my high was just being able to spend time with with family this weekend um you were here like I said yesterday of a self-serving to say that like that but y'all were celebrating me and it was a good time to to just enjoy that so I appreciated that time yeah that was gonna be mine too I feel like my highs are always the weekend but it was just a really fun day kind of what I was saying about enjoying where you are now and like not looking forward to the next thing I feel like now that I'm in college and like when I'm home for a weekend or something I feel like I try to take advantage of it as much as I can because like before I wouldn't really think twice about oh having a family dinner or Mm -hmm. talking upstairs for an hour with you or going for a run or something but since it's such a like once a month thing I feel like I am so much more grateful for it so it was just like a really chill Saturday I guess is a good way to put it we had breakfast and then cleaned up a little bit um got supper ready for tonight and then the run was good and I just had kind of like a chill afternoon went to the library and then it was really fun last night celebrating you and papa's birthday too okay last little segment what is your recent favorite it could be tech or music book anything you've been really liking recently uh this is kind of kind of funny to say I guess but Rowan and Quinn have started playing uh park Oxford Park Commission basketball and honestly, just seeing them enjoy a new sport because they've played soccer for so often. Yeah. Um, and for Quinn, this is his second year to play uh, Park and Rec. But Rowan, it's his first. And we've played in the in the driveway plenty of times where there's been horse or 21 or whatever. But seeing him be a part of a team that's – and he's had to learn on the fly. And he's really a uh, really good athlete out there. But trying to see him learn – a new game and new skills and new teamwork where he's been pretty adept at soccer for so long now having to translate all that to a new sport. Um, but he's enjoyed it and he's gotten better and better and better every, 
every week. And then Quinn, it's kind of frustrating, honestly, to watch Quinn's <laughs> not not watch him, but just that that age group because there's a lot of rules that they have that I think are dumb, and then some rules that are not there, like that they're not enforced. And so it's I don't know. I get part of the reason why, but there's no yeah they there's no travel i mean there'll be kids i'll just sprint all around with the ball and pump fake and <laughs> sprint again so without dribbling and there's no way but anyway but just watching them play and enjoy something new um has been has been pretty re- not redeeming rewarding sorry yeah i know it kind of makes me wish i would have done I don't know if I'll say I wish I would have done another sport, but at least like dabbled in trying other sports. Cause like mm-hmm. I ran cross country and track, which aren't the same thing, but it's like the same motion. Like you're running in both of them. But then soccer, I guess I played for what, like 15 years almost. But then I wish I would have tried out like gymnastics more mm-hmm. or like even, I don't know, tennis or volleyball. I don't know, something like that just to have more of like a diversity in that way just because I'm, I'm so bad at any other sport but soccer like <laughs> terrible at baseball pretty bad at basketball like anything that involves my hands I'm really bad at <laughs> so it's fun it, it is fun to watch them play and get into a new sport my favorite would probably be my recent read it's called the lying woods by Ashley Elston I think is how you pronounce her last name but it's really good. It's one of the books I had on my Goodreads list for this year. And then I ended up getting it from the library, I guess, last Saturday. And I finished it two days ago. So I read it in a little under a week. But it's really good. Like I said earlier, I want to get into more mystery books. And this one, I wouldn't call it like an all-out mystery. Like you don't really know when you start reading it that you're going to look for like a killer or look for a thief or anything but as the story unfolds, it's kind of like mystery slash thriller, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. It's contemporary, but it talks about this boy who was at boarding school and he had like really good life. His dad owned an oil company and was really rich. And then his mom comes and picks him up from boarding school one day and says that basically the dad was like a liar and frauding the company the whole time. And he ran off with all of the company's money and the small town they lived in was very dependent on their dad's oil company so basically the whole town hates him and his mom because of what his dad did and they're blaming them for it and then as the story unfolds you start to wonder like or who is who they say they are and did the dad really do it and it's just all these different storylines connect and it's really good i really liked it i think one of the things that you and i both have kind of gotten I don't know your your favorite of the week but podcasting in general I had you mentioned before I'd started a podcast years and years ago for a television show then a friend of mine and I did it for another one but just trying to to learn more and you know I remember Ella asked me did I think cross country was hard a hard sport to be a part of and I basically told her it's as hard as you want it to be you know how better how do you want to make yourself better how good do you want to be and so in order to get better you got to train more and more intentional and you know push yourself more and i think you know podcasting may be the same way because i think i've heard you know on a podcast about podcasting people say that you know it's not hard to start a podcast but it's hard to start a good one yeah and so um i think just you know in general you know like you said i mentioned i started one for the oxford charger podcast last month here has been i think four episodes have been released and i know that you're this is the fourth one for you too and just knowing that, you know, like we we're talking about the habits and, you know, being consistent, you know, because of course you want to start something and it be, you know, spread everywhere and super, you know, accepted and popular and liked and everything. But it's just about that consistency. And so trying to take some of that, I guess, some of that concept and some of the those lessons and, and apply it to, I guess, the rest of life as well. But I know that you've kind of, you know, gotten that bug too. And pushed into it a little bit more yeah I feel like that leads in perfectly to like our like similarities and differences and stuff just because we both have that similar mindset of like I don't know if creative I guess creative is the right word for it I feel like when I think of creative I think of like art and drawing and stuff Mm -hmm. which I like but I'm not really talented at but I feel like we're more creative in like media way if that makes sense like podcasting and then 
like both like music and like videos and movies and stuff like that and then oh and then blogging right. and stuff like that too because i know we both have a blog and you're the one who kind of you helped me set it up and kind of like made me start thinking about starting one myself and then you've had yours for years now i was looking back at old posts a few months ago and it's funny to see pictures of me when i was like seven or eight yeah. and comparing it to now just because it's I like I like that you started it back then because now like you can look back in it and look at those memories but while you're writing it then I'm sure you didn't think anything of like the future of it and something strange happened when I was blogging um like I when I first started off like mentioning you looking back at those I would I would pop open the the WordPress back end and just start you know anything that was on my mind and something shifted to where I guess as blogging got more popular and got more um, recognized and then it got almost more corporate sometimes, it seemed like there's this internal pressure of it on myself, like, well, this next post you make has to be super good. Yeah. And it has to be as good as so-and-so's that was, you know, shared, you know, X amount of times and whatnot. And so I quit being just so free in what I would write. I thought this has to be this epic blog post. And I want to let go. Of that. I want to shake that off and just be able just to be free to, you know, be expressive. And here's what I thought today. Or here's something that bothered me. Or here's something I'm celebrating. Or, you know, because I would, there were times I posted three times in a in a day, I think. I remember one time. That was very, very rare. But then I've gone way, I took like a three-year break, I think. Maybe more than that. Yeah, it's more than that. Oh, wow. Um, I think I from 2013 to 2019, so it was over six years, I think, barely. And I want to get back into that and but and not have this pressure of it has to be super-duper excellent to be able yeah. to be out there. I know. I feel like I kind of got in that rut with mine, too, but on a different way. Like, I, whenever I first started mine, I wanted it to be, like, this big, popular fashion blog. I don't even know. I like. I still like fashion, but I never even post any outfit pictures anymore but I can remember being I guess I was in eighth grade or maybe ninth and getting Ella to like go take pictures for me on my little Canon point and shoot right camera and editing them way too saturated and posting them and everything because <laughs> like the whole time I had like the goal of like getting popular getting famous but then recently I've kind of just made it more for me and like doing stuff kind of like a virtual journal I guess in a way to look back on and like obviously I still want people to read it and like right. people to appreciate it but I'm trying not to like worry so much about making it perfect rather than just I know even post from last year at this time I was reading like January 2019 recap and it's fun to see like right. how you've changed over the years so and like you said looking back even at those older posts of mine um, to see those now I'll go back and kind of get lost in some of those old those old entries and it does seem like a, a journal more than a, some sort of corporate or whatever blog yeah i know because i feel like and that's how it really intended it but yeah you're yeah, right i feel like that's how blogging started and then now you hear the word blogger and it kind of has this like connotation behind it of like instagram or like highly edited pictures or like all they do is take pictures of themselves and post about to be an influencer materialistic stuff yeah. yeah and to some extent like i do like sharing product favorites or an outfit and like sometimes i'll look at those too but i also like just the recap or update blogs about like following along with somebody's life too so i'm switching gears a little bit we both i'm at state now i'm a freshman but you actually went to state yourself for mm. the past i guess your junior and senior year right so i kind of want to go into like our separate msu experiences and just like the differences but then also also like the similarities because we do have a lot in common but then i know startville has changed a lot <laughs> a since you were there too i guess what 23 24 years ago when yeah i you? started there in i guess it's 25 because i started there uh in january of 1995 and i went for two years okay so um, yeah 25 and so starville is i guess it has grown some population wise no doubt um it's still the main same main street and little Dewey's is still there so there's you know there's a lot of things that are the same but i think there's starville as a city has gotten better in terms of there's more restaurants there's more opportunities for shopping there's more things for people i think to do coming in just for the weekend and stuff like that and then you've heard me say this a number of times but 
the, I think the city and the university do a much better job at at trying to have a good relationship for a common purpose. And I don't think that they were opposed to each other when I was in school there. I don't think they ever were intentional about trying to uh, schedule things that would benefit each other. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's gotten a whole lot better in that regard. The mayor and the you know city council, along with uh, the school, try to all be on the same page because I mean, and Oxford and Ole Miss honestly has done a good job of that for yeah, as long for sure. as I've ever known. And I feel like that's kind of what I was used to from Oxford coming to state. So like, I can I feel like Oxford does do like a little better at it. But mm-hmm. then I can see what you're saying. Like even um, how I was telling you back in. I guess December, beginning of December in final season, they had this whole building rented out that was like exam slam and that the one of the churches had put on that it wasn't specifically for just you or college students at that church. Just like there was probably 50 plus students in there studying or you'll go in a coffee shop on off campus and see advertisements for stuff on campus mm-hmm. and um, opportunities for the students to help out like I know for Fashion Board, they had some volunteers help out at like a auxiliary luncheon for one of like the nursing homes in Starkville. So I feel like they do work together pretty closely. But it's funny that like even coming from Oxford, which isn't a big town, if I go to Starkville and I think, oh, this is so small or like there's not much to do here. And I think that now just how much smaller it would have been for you when you were there. Right. And it wasn't tiny or anything like that, but it was it was bigger than the town I grew up in, no doubt. But again, we've we've talked about this before. But you know, you would go and do stuff with people, and you're you know have, have more conversations. It seemed like yeah. because nobody had um, a few. I mean, people had computers, but they were desktop computers. You know, with the big tower and everything. Nobody had a laptop, hardly. No such thing as uh, a smartphone. Very few people had a cell phone. That's still, I don't know, that's so weird to me, just with, like, how'd you turn your essays in and stuff? Did you wrote all your essays by hand, or did you do it on, like, one of the library computers? Because, like, now, even with, like, math homework and everything, everything is computer-based, and then, like I said with Spanish, everything we turn in pretty much is computer-based. Even our exams, our speaking part of the exam is, like, speaking into your computer microphone and mm. turning it in. We would type it. I think you could go to the library, and there were certain buildings around campus that had computer labs that were open, and so you would go and sit there and type it out and then print it. And so, I would, yeah, well, I would turn it in, you know, printed pages for, for uh, you know, if you had a paper, if you had an assignment done, and then the professor would grade it with his or her red pen and put a grade on it and hand it back, yeah. And I remember, honestly, I think that I remember, that was the first email address I had when I was at Mississippi State. I remember when the, the web first was starting to get popular. And then you had sports message boards and ESPN.com. I remember I spent a lot of time because my first, and that was my second year there, was when State ended up going to the Final Four. And uh, I spent a lot of time on the, the ESPN.com's college basketball chat room. Lots of times within chat rooms would be, I guess. But um, yeah, but just the technology of things, you know, like you're saying, you know, if, I'm, if my friends and I are wanting to meet up for lunch, I mean, I can't text them to say, hey, I'm going to be five minutes late or, hey, let's meet at, you know, this place instead of that place. It's like you, they said they're going to be there, so you go wait and see if they're going to show up or not. There's no yeah. checking in. There was a guy that had a cell phone, and uh, I think he had – there's something that happened in his family, and, and he'd had an inheritance. And I think it was a sad situation, but he had a cell phone. And he's the only person I knew that did. And I remember him ordering – pizza um to the hump because uh, we got there for a basketball game super duper early to see kentucky play and that was the final four season so we were really good and kentucky was really good and i remember he ordered pizza to the humphrey coliseum <laughs> but that's the only person i knew in college that had a cell phone and so he had nobody to call yeah so you weird. know so he could call he could call Domino's, but he couldn't yeah. call his his friend or his girl or anything like that yeah sometimes i think about like oh i would hate for that to happen or i would hate to live like that but then also like i guess you didn't know anything else so it's just the normal yeah nobody else had it either and i feel like there's we've talked about it before there's a good size to technology like telling somebody you're gonna be late or using a gps to get back home Mm -hmm. or like 
calling you if I need something but then also like you're saying about the conversations I feel like it was probably I don't know if easier to make friends is the right word but easier to get closer with people or have like those real conversations because you didn't constantly have like a cell phone buzzing in your face mm-hmm. or open up your laptop to homework while halfway listening to somebody or something right. like that you're able to be like more in the moment i've talked about it a little bit before but just how i go to the wesley foundation and i wonder if i would have gone on my own because just growing up hearing you talk about it and how big of an impact it had in your life and how that was like a big part of your college experience what was it like for you at wesley and like how did your faith grow in college through that i transferred to state i think i mentioned i didn't go there until january so um, when I went there, a friend of mine transferred from here at Ole Miss, from Oxford to there. He and I had gone to high school together. So he was my roommate. But there's another guy I'd worked with at Camp Lake Stevens who was already at State, and he went to the Wesley. And I'd grown up Methodist. And so with it being the Methodist um, campus ministry, I ended up going and visiting and made a couple of connections, not a ton, but made a few connections pretty early on and kept going back. And there was only the building that you see right there on – um, I guess that's Lee Boulevard. Yeah, I think so. They didn't have that second building that down behind, which is the main worship area now. It's just upstairs where the office, or up the hill where the offices and everything were. And then there was a, I met a guy there that I was introduced to, and I mean, we chatted just for a little bit. But then one of the first weekends that I was there, um, he called me on the phone, and it's like the phone that you plug into the wall, <laughs> I think, but said that he and another guy were going to go to the Mississippi State Alabama game in Tuscaloosa and would would my roommate and I would Drew and I want to go and so we went over um anyway just saw a basketball game and came back but anyway just made some some friends kind of earlier on there and to me the Wesley Foundation was a mix of a lot of people I mean you had your athletes you had some Greek people there you had um, just your average Joes. And you ha- honestly, you had some people that probably didn't fit in a lot of other places. And so to me, it seemed like a pretty big mix where most anybody was welcome and all there. And it was pretty low key. Um, I mean, there was a, a th- of course, this is technology at that time, but I think there was literally an overhead projector to put the song lyrics up on the wall for worship and all. But I just, I met some really good guys there, some some girls as well. But we tried to, a number of us tried to start an accountability group and I think we had an idea of what it was, but not exactly. And it was too much, there's too many people to start off with and trying to say, okay, let's be real and vulnerable and willing to, you know, open ourselves up to, you know, to, to true accountability, I believe. Um, and it, it kind of failed and petered out. But then three of us from that group ended up starting a, an accountability group. And we met every, I want to say it was either every Wednesday or Thursday night for two no, three semesters straight, I guess. There's the three of us and one graduated, and so then another guy came in. Um, and it was really good. And it, it shaped me, that group specifically, uh, probably more deeply than, than most anything else. Now, Wesley as a whole, um, I uh, really connected with Hugh well, and Hugh is still there. He was pretty fresh out of seminary when he started there. I think I was there for his second or third year overall. So he's been there quite a while. But just it was a community. It was a place that I played a lot of ping pong. It was a place that I maybe played a little bit of pool, and I would hang out with a lot of those guys. I would park in their parking lot often when I would go to campus. And so um, I would, on the way back to the car, before headed back um, to uh, to where I was living, I would, you know, chat with Hugh, or I would see somebody I knew and have a conversation or go play ping pong for an hour before headed back home. So it was just a, a really kind of a hub of mine at least while I was in school there yeah I feel like it's really similar now just to what you were saying like everything you said is almost exactly how it is now just with like how you said it's smaller and more chill which I like just because I feel like there's bigger campus ministries that that I've actually never even been to another one but Wesley just because after I started going I just got really consistent with going but I feel like the others are kind of more since they're bigger it's kind of just like you're not known as much I guess if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and with Wesley like even the seniors that I might have only had two conversations with or the sophomores that are 
older than me and maybe way different than me and be like really involved and popular with their friends or whatever like everyone is really intentional about talking with you or if I see them passing through the union they'll say hey or right like reaching out to me like you said there's a girl that's a senior that I met I guess in October and then I told you this just that in high school there's such a big gap between seniors and freshmen like right you wouldn't really think of hanging out with a freshman or I would feel like oh they're so much cooler than me or so much more mature than me like they wouldn't want to hang out with me but she's actually been like consistently reaching out and like inviting me to stuff and really just making me feel welcome there and I feel like it's just been a really good way to dive into college and like get better adjusted I wonder what my first semester would have been like if I hadn't have gotten involved in it because it's something that's consistent and you're going every week and at the same time like growing in your relationship with Christ as well through it I sometimes went to lunch at the BSU because they had really good roles and they usually (laughs) had a good speaker that would come in and um, I think the lunch was I don't know if it's Tuesday or Wednesdays but it was like two dollars for a really good lunch Um, so as a college student you can't you couldn't beat that but uh, I never got plugged in there I mean I, I had friends that went there and they loved it and I, like I said, I would sometimes go grab lunch with them here and there if it fit my week. But I don't know that I really went anywhere else campus ministry-wise. They had a, a campus-wide event every year called Christopher. I think a lot of the campus ministries would come together in, in the Lee Hall Auditorium and have someone come in, um, and it was always good. I've been on... I guess two retreats with them. The first was like a off-campus retreat and we went to Pensacola and then the second was it was just in Startville and we just had like teaching and dinner at the actual Wesley building but both of those I can remember were really good weekends just for growing closer with people and like making deeper connections and then actually this weekend coming up so I guess a week from today I'll still be at the retreat it's with a lot of other Wesleys in Mississippi and I feel like every time I go on a retreat it's been really good just to make those deeper connections and kind of get out of your comfort zone and talk to people I wouldn't have even thought I would get closer with Mm -hmm. just because out of all the organizations on campus like with class or with study groups or even sometimes with Greek life you kind of have to be there like you have to be in class or you're doing a study group because you have to make this grade or it's a required event for whatever sorority but like for Wesley these people are like choosing to give an hour and a half of their Mm -hmm. Tuesday night or of their Thursday night to have community and grow closer so everyone is like looking for the same thing as you if that makes sense so it's easier to connect with people through that and we actually another similarity we have the same major at state (laughs) too Um, I'm a communication major my emphasis is different I'm a public relations emphasis but you were a communication major as well which I think explains a lot just with kind of what we talked about before similar interests and everything Mm -hmm. what made you choose communications because you were film were you a film major at first uh, yeah, I, I went to community college first for two years, and I think it actually was non-declared, undeclared. Then I was elementary education, and then... <laughs> I, w- I cannot see you as a teacher. I, mean, I, 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 I even went and did some classroom observation hours there at Boonville Middle School. <laughs> um, then I went to uh, Southern Miss for one semester as a film major, and then transferred to state, and... Uh, communication I, I thought I wanted to be somebody I was in broadcasting emphasis working let's say like at ESPN not necessarily in front of the cameras not like on sports center but putting together the packages like editing together highlight reels or um, if there's like a promotion for an upcoming game um, or event then being able to put together all that because that was that intrigued me when I was in school at Northeast um, Northeast Community College I had edited a uh, uh an english project which is basically a mini movie and, I, and this was literally back recording with the vhs tape and then editing deck to deck uh when putting start and end points but um i fell in love with that and just being able, like you said before the creative process it's yeah. not just it's not just you know painting or sculpting or playing a guitar or being able to sing a song but there's other ways of being creative there and um i fell in love with being able to do that then so i thought that with the communications majors, some opportunities there, but then end up going into youth ministry, um, and didn't didn't you know work for ESPN or anything like that. God had different different uh, different plans for me at that point. 
Yeah, it's still even though I guess what you're saying about ESPN, like you didn't do that necessarily, but even now with like your Charger podcast, I feel like you're doing like a little bit of yeah, that similar. in a way. But yeah, I feel like with communication, since it's so broad, you can go a lot of different directions with it. And that's kind of why I chose it because I was kinesiology at first. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I still wonder, like, do I really want to be a physical therapist? Like, did I make the wrong choice in switching? But then after I hear people complaining about biology and chemistry, I'm like, I'm so glad that is not me just because I'm more interested in, like we've said, like the media side. And like right now I'm taking intro to mass media and it's just really interesting to me to see like how it's evolved over the years and the different types of advertising platforms that affect people through like watching ads on YouTube or looking at different websites and like I don't know all that kind of stuff is really interesting to me so I'm so far I'm happy with my major change I don't think I want to change any anytime soon but I do wonder like what I'm going to do just because it is so broad with communications like I need to decide on more of a specific topic to do after I graduate. Are you still thinking of marketing as a possible minor? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to, you start your junior year is when you add a minor. So I think that'll be good just to have, because I'm interested in marketing too, but then also to have that extra experience Mm -hmm. as well, just to fall back on. Well, you had a number of classes that you're, or hours at least that you're able to uh, knock out before you came to university. So I think you have those hours kind of built in of a cushion. Yeah, because that was what I was worried about at first is if it would push me back to add a minor and have to do like an extra semester or something. But then with that, um, whatever, 18 or something hours I had from high school. And then also the minor is put you plug in the marketing hours for your elective credit that you already have to get. So if I just save those for the marketing, I should be good. And like looking at the classes, they seem interesting. The classes still might be hard, but I'd much rather struggle through a class I actually enjoy learning about like advertising or graphic design or something than struggle and also be hating learning about atoms and molecules and stuff like that, which is definitely not my favorite thing in the world. Hmm. Okay, last kind of college-related question for you. Were you homesick whenever you were in college? Because I guess, like you said, you went to Northeast, which that wasn't even that far. It was like an hour away. It was an hour away from Amory. And honestly, um, I could probably count on one hand the number of weekends in a semester for sure that I stayed at, at school. Um, maybe even a year because most everybody left for the weekends. Yeah, because what um, is there to do? Really? Yeah, Boonville was not much going on there. Now, I enjoyed my time, um, but it was, you know, I recommend it if that's what somebody, you know, wants to do. Smaller classes, more attention, and, you know, sometimes they're a little more generous with scholarships sometimes. But uh, I, I basically saw everybody at lunch and, and dinner at the same time, it seems like. So it was almost like 13th grade in yeah. large part. Um, but most everybody came home, so I didn't have really an opportunity to get homesick. Plus, I went with three really good friends from high school. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so that part of home was there with me. Um, and then I went to, like I said, Southern for one semester down in Hasburg and then the state. And so there are times I, I definitely wanted to come home and have, you know, whether it's home-cooked meal or do laundry or see somebody if something was going on, that's some, some friends that were still in high school. But honestly, I didn't really experience a ton of homesickness. Yeah, and I didn't, kind of like what you said about 13th grade, I feel like that's why I didn't want to go to Ole Miss, even though, like, I love Oxford and everything, Mm -hmm. I kind of thought, like, and not even that I didn't like my high school friends at all, like, I was good friends with a lot of them, but I just felt like I would be doing the exact same thing that I'd just been doing for the past whatever, 10, 11 years, however long we've lived in Oxford and just driving the same roads and going to the same stores and restaurants and everything. So I was initially like, could not wait to go to college just because I was so ready for some change. But I feel like it has been better definitely this semester, but I was kind of the opposite. Like I didn't go home as much as I wanted to just because I didn't want to make the drive. But honestly, I feel like it would have made me feel a lot better just to come home for a few weekends just because I didn't realize how homesick I would actually be and miss y'all so much. And I think the summer, I guess last summer, 2019, was like a big contributor to that. Just because we spent so much time together because I knew that I was about to go away. Right. So I feel like I was more intentional about 
actually soaking up each moment, which I'm glad I did. And it was such a good summer. But because of that and because we got so close over the summer, it made it way harder. And I think mom, mom and I knew that you were going to be, you know, gone soon too. So even like we realized last Christmas or whatever, like, you know, the clock is really ticking out. He's got one more semester of high school and summer. And then the start of summer, we're like, okay, now it's, we're, we're two months away now. And so I think we probably did a lot of things, you know, trying to create memory makers as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we went to Universal and had a really fun time there, but just, you know, even throughout the week sometimes of the summer, I think we were more intentional about doing things with you and for you because this was Hattie's last summer. It's funny because like whenever y'all first told us we were going to Universal, not that I was disappointed at all, but originally mom kept telling us we were going on a cruise and (laughs) you say cruise and then you say amusement park. And for me, I was kind of not disappointed, but I was kind of like, wait, what about the cruise? But really Universal was probably like one of the best weeks of summer. It was so fun. Number one, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did, but then like you said, just like the family aspect of it. I feel like that was probably our best family trip, if you can say that. Because right. like we barely anybody fought. Everyone, there's a few times, there's <laughs> a few um, heated mornings trying to get into the park. Um, but like as get, a whole. Getting everybody on the same page and same schedule is not yeah, always smooth. With six people. But other than that, like I feel like it went as smoothly as it could and just in the back of my mind knowing that this was like our last big family trip before I wouldn't live at home anymore made it fun and then I can just remember so many fun parts of that week whether it was riding on the train from Diagon Alley over to Hogsmeade and Harry Potter World or waiting in an hour line to ride the Hulk Mm -hmm. ride or trying to all sit down at a restaurant and somebody breaking up (laughs) <laughs> breaking a water glass and spilling drink everywhere just random memories like that i feel like was such a fun mm-hmm. part of the summer but then i don't know i feel like i think of that big trip as a big fun memory but then there's also just like the little memories as well too because you i don't even know how long have you been watching amazing race probably you've been watching it a while i can remember growing up and you watch i watched it, it a, lo- a long time ago a few episodes I mean, a few seasons and then I took a big break, but then I've watched, I think, three or four in a row. But I've watched Survivor since, I mean, since it came out 20 years ago. Yeah. But you jumped in because, you know, I guess Ella and Rowan started watching it with me um, the last few years. But I think you it was usually when you had something else going on, when we ended up watching it. And you never had jumped in just middle of the road necessarily to middle of the season because you didn't know the characters. But I think you ended up watching one of them with us and really got into it. Yeah. Because over the summer was when we watched Amazing Race because there was like a new season that had come out just like a few weeks earlier. So, But you knew one of the, one or two of the guys on there. Yeah, I think Tyler Oakley. Yeah. I recognized him from YouTube and then maybe one other person I remembered. But then we watched that and we would like have our regular summer day. I would go to work, work out, go eat, whatever. And then always around 8 o'clock, I'd be like, is it Amazing Race time? Right. And everyone would pile on the couch and watch it and it's just funny because I never would have thought that a little memory like that or like that little thing of watching a reality TV show would be like a big part of the summer but it just became like kind of our summer thing summer routine and then like you're saying leading into Survivor I think because we watched Amazing Race and then I realized it was fun to like get into a show and watch it all together this past Christmas break we watched one of the old seasons of Survivor, right. and that was fun just to all, kind of similar to the Amazing Race night, everybody finishing up supper and finishing whatever their to-do lists were for the day, and it was Survivor time. Get the popcorn and yep. pile on the couch and all get ready to watch it, and I feel like thinking back about our summer memories, it was a lot of watching stuff, watching TV, like we watched Stranger Things, because oh, yeah. um, season three came out, I guess July 4th. And I was done by July 5th. Crazy. <laughs> I watched it way too fast. It was like a part of me knew I needed to wait and I was going to regret going through it so fast. But then the other half just got so hooked and couldn't wait. And then like a few weeks later, you started watching it and then I'd rewatched it all with you. Right. And that was fun. Yeah, I didn't watch them all in 10 hours. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess that shows how much time I had on my <laughs> hands to watch it all the way through. And then we watched Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yeah. And that was fun. We went to the theaters and saw Far From Home, the Mm -hmm. Spider-Man movie. 
just random little summer memories was really fun but I don't know kind of relating that back to college is just makes me realize like yes it's good for me to leave home and be on my own and but then we've talked about it as well like I'm happy that I have this to come home to and like it right. makes you appreciate it a lot more too. And I'm glad you miss home because that means you like us. Yeah. Um, you like it here, but I'm glad <laughs> that you're spreading your wings, so to speak, um, and experiencing new places. Like you mentioned, you know, earlier about, you know, there'll come a time when maybe there's a opportunity for an internship and it may be somewhere where you don't know anybody, you know, because I, I, I might've been, some level of homesick if I'd gone somewhere that was further away that I didn't have the opportunity to come home every weekend almost like it was, nor did I have three good friends from high school that I spent a lot of time with, um, you know, outside of school, just in, throughout the summers. And then those, you know, that was my roommate and that was my sweet mate and all. And so there was a lot of familiarity that I had around me already that well, I had a lot of home with me at school already. Too. Yeah. I think, and you have not had that. No, and I was an only child, so I didn't grow up with, you know, brothers and sisters that I'd spent a lot of time with that I, you know, and I think you didn't realize that you may miss them yeah. like you did. I know that's what Ellen and I were talking about, that I feel like we've gotten closer. I mean, I guess with the boys too, but especially Ellen and I have gotten closer, even though um, whatever, over a hundred miles away because we're not like fighting all the time, but also because we can see that we actually miss each other yeah. when we're not like together. And you're time. older and that comes with yeah. maturity too. I mean, as you as you as you mature, your relationship matures too. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and start wrapping it up. I just looked and I didn't realize we have been recording for so long, but I think this has been a really good episode. Oh, cool. Thanks for having me. Yes. I'm glad we got to do it. Do you want to like promote your podcast and Instagram really quick? I can link it down <laughs> below. Sure. I guess. Well, my uh, podcast, you can just search for charger podcast or Oxford charger podcast. It, will sh- it should show up in any of those. Um, and I'm actually about to start a new and I've recorded two interviews already, but um, it's just going to be about the community of Oxford as a whole. Um, but I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be called. Honestly, if you search for Blake Thompson, it'll show up as well. Um, but uh, I mean, Instagram, it's not a very active feed, but it's <laughs> Mr. Blake Thompson, um, if you care to look at that. You can look at pictures of us at Christmas and Easter and all that good stuff. Go back and look at uh, Universal Vacation yeah, Photos from sure. last May. And then I'll have mine linked down below as usual, but mine's just Addie M. Thompson. And then I'll have my blog and everything down below as well. But with that, I guess we'll end it here. Thank you again for coming, and I'll see you in my next episode. Bye. Bye.